Right, we're back now with the second bonus episode, just for you. If you're if you're a massive Hellard fan, as as he's now <laughs> referred to, in, in in his military style. I'm not massive, just just so you know. <laughs> it's not if you're a, if you're a fan of the massive Hellard. It's like if you're a, a big fan of of me. If you're big, oh, so you're saying you have to be big and a fan. If you're a massive massive Hellard <laughs> fan. <laughs> no, I'm big, not them. This is completely related to uh, David and his exit from Special Forces Hell Week. Don't, don't just calm down, man. Calm down. <laughs> now, if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't seen um, the BBC Two program Special Forces Hell Week, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense to you. So it might be worth you going and watching. Uh, you only need to watch a few episodes with David. In, so. <laughs> yes, I'm not on for long. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> in fact you could probably ditch the first episode altogether it's really, it's really episodes two and three you need to be focusing on but if you if you want to uh, if you want to experience um uh, hellard as he's affectionately known as um during that period then um then uh, yeah watch watch a few episodes and then come back to this because uh, this is not gonna make a lot of sense just skip to the next episode where we'll, we'll probably be Talking about something amusing. They, they probably they think I think there's a, they're on YouTube. They've been trying to take them down, but I think there are some on there. So. <laughs> Why are they trying to take them down? Oh, just copyright, I, I assume. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah. So right. Oh, oh, just the, I think your performance was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Although actually, I've inspired the hatred of a nation. We can get into that. Um, but there's a YouTube um, discussion that's going on, just completely slagging me off, which is a little bit scary. But is there? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Filipinos. Let's have, a, let's, uh, the have Filip- a, let's have a. We'll have to have a read of that. What's the? Um, what was the it's, YouTube? I, I'll, I'll quickly search it out now. But okay. it's well, it's under the mudsicle video. Okay, so uh, what what we're going to do is we're going to in this episode we're going to it's like this is like well, let's let's keep in a military theme here. This is like a debrief. We're going to have a military style debrief of David's experience, Special Forces Hell Week. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it off with my perception of uh, David in the program and how <laughs> <laughs> how I thought not necessarily how he came across because there's not a lot that he could do about that, but how the production team made him come across I think in the eyes of in the eyes of public generally and it's very difficult it's very, very difficult to do that knowing you and then very difficult to try and take all out ahead and think yeah, what would a what would a third party think of this seeing you especially as for the first two episodes I was I was not really checking my phone and it took me a while to realize that every two minutes you've just put out another twi- tweet uh, tweet or another Facebook comment just ripping the shit out of me <laughs> See, I wasn't aware that I was even in the show that much. I was, I was struggling to see if I was even in the background, but somehow you found me in every shot and found a way of ripping the crap out of me horrifically. So, <laughs> thanks for that. Oh, man, I tell you what, every time you came on the screen, I laughed. Even if you weren't doing something, it was hilarious. But let me, well, this, is the, this is the thing, okay, so this is, what, this is the impression I got of you from watching, say, the first two episodes. Watching the first two episodes, I got the impression that you didn't like getting up in the morning, that you were the goon who they made um, go out and bang that little tin drum thing to, uh, to wake everyone up. And, and that's sort of it. That's sort of like your involvement in the, those first couple of episodes were, were pretty minimal. Yeah. When, when, especially when you told me that you were the camp leader for that period of time. <laughs> yeah. 
It's um, it's mind blowing, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty. That's a sort of Soviet-style, uh, <laughs> you know, censorship of the facts. Well, I think I was the grey man. Is probably how I'd be described. <laughs> the, it, if I'm the guy who, if if it was an episode of Star Trek, yeah, I'd be the guy that. You'd never notice, and oh, then the guy when goes, someone, ha- yeah, who goes down, it goes down the, on the uh, on the planet with the rest of the team. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have like, a surname. I don't have a surname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I'm the guy who dies in this episode, aren't I? Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And so, and so, yeah. So the first couple of it was, it was a little bit. I think you had a um, uh, a little piece to camera. If, if there, there were some strong characters that they focused on it, and then I think you had a little piece to camera where you said that you. Uh, you think you're tough enough and then incongruously said that you couldn't be an arm wrestle with a, a grandma or something as well which um i wonder whether they've cut that as well to uh think. you look very nice in in that little shot though you look oh, thank very, you very, very, presentable, very presentable i combed my hair and everything i know it was very good uh, and then it all sort of fell apart in that third one really didn't it and they even they even previewed you doing the press-ups uh, <laughs> on bbc iplayer which was was never a good thing so basically on that third one i got the impression of you had sort of given up it was as though you were you were like dejected and given up and uh, and a bit confused and this guy came in who from um, whatever the, the, the made-up armed service yeah, was. Yeah, Filipino <laughs> Navy SEALs, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and no matter what you were told to do, it, it just things went wrong, one thing after another. Uh, and then you were asked to do like four press-ups and you couldn't do it. And then it, 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 then it got even worse from there. And then, of course, he calls you out, chucks you out in front of everyone, and you just sort of give up and walk away, <laughs> which, which, having, <laughs> which, knowing the truth, is 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 quite amusing. Um, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it, well, I was thinking this is this isn't the, the the David Hellard that I I know and love. He wouldn't well, just give up like that. That's the thing about the show. You, you when you first go on it, your first thought is, right? I uh, I just want to get through the first day, and you're figuring everything out. Um, you, I think most people there felt quite confident about their own abilities because yeah. they're all pretty awesome. And then first day goes by, and you think, right, I just wanna just wanna do as well as I can now. So obviously got kicked out, came from nowhere in my eyes. I just it was just at that point actually, the Nassau day. I was thinking, brilliant, I've got through the two days that I was going to be terrible at um, because the one of them was fighting, which I've never done, and actually I was. So buzzing after that because I kicked the shit out of so many people. <laughs> <laughs> Never suspected. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it the, the last which, one, didn't which, I? How it turned which girl, into. Which girl are you fighting against? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's the dummy, the dummy. <laughs> and um, But also, Navy SEALs with a cold. Well, I think I, I mentioned this in the last episode. So as soon as I went out, then my, my main fear was just I hope I don't look like too much of a pussy. Um, <laughs> But also, I, I really thought that I might be made into the Nasty Nick-style character, potentially. Oh, nice, nice. So if, uh, if you're not from the UK, Nasty Nick was on Big Brother 1 in the UK. And he was, I mean, I thought he was a legend, it's but brilliant. he lied about everything. He cheated. He was passing around notes to people of who to vote for. He made up this story about being in the army and then his ex-girlfriend dying 
in this horrific accident and they all felt sorry for him and then they had to do the simple assault course in the garden and this supposed ex-army guy he'd made it all up was so bad at everything it was really funny so he then became nasty nick and was vilified in the big brother was massive at the time vilified by all of the press across the nation um but i'd gone in there with all these, I thought I was in escape from Colditz to a certain extent where everything I was doing was trying to be as advantageous as possible. So right. I had henna tattoos on my arms of the, the star charts of the, the rise and fall of the sun. So I could navigate during the day, navigate during the night. What? Um, I'd stashed some special tablets that, that help with performance. Not, not legal ones, mind you. They're called X-Endurance, but they're good for crabs and stuff. When you say I'd, performance, uh, what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was, it wasn't, was you were permanently it. erect the whole time. <laughs> oh, it was that sort of camp, was it? Right. Yeah, that, that was the problem with the press-ups, you know. It was <laughs> crushing it every time. Oh, the pain, the pain. So I'd... Um, and then throughout the course of the, the episodes, my whole theory was if I can be entertaining, then... Yeah the BBC would want to keep me in because it's good TV. So I was, uh, I, was I kept on denying rumours that hadn't been said. So I, I kept on spreading rumours of people saying I was sleeping with all these people and sort of denying those. And then um, I, re- I realised that if you had a cup of tea, you're allowed a sachet of sugar. And so at the end of the, the meal, I'd be helping everyone, serving out the teas, and then I'd take handfuls of these sachets of sugar and just stow them away. And I was eating from the bins, um, any food that was left because we just didn't get enough food. Um, Claire and Lucy, really good friends of mine, they often, Lucy, Lucy's vegetarian. Sorry, she kept sorry. Don't, don't, I don't know who you're talking about because you're not using this. Oh, Miller, Miller and Marlou, Miller and Marlou. Um, and so. Yeah, they... I'll, I'll never forgive what you did to Martin. Ah, oh, even that. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so that's the thing. On, on the first day, I, the, so the first one's the Navy Seals yeah. and. Well, that your your moment cl- your moment was obvious in that one because that was you did provide the best moment of that when of course you you sang Ronan Keating, <laughs> which to be fair yeah I mean what how did that happen he had no idea what to do about with that <laughs> with that situation I don't think anyone did it was brilliant well the well the the thing is so in, in that to talk you through the Navy Seals when we first came in they absolutely ruined it. And you, you, you didn't get a sense of that. It looked like we came in, did about three or four press-ups, a few sit-ups. And then one of the guys, Brooks, goes home. So he was, um, I mean, he was one of my favourites to win. He's an awesome athlete. Was he the one who was cleared medically and then, <laughs> and then left anyway? Yeah, well, he, he said that he had a, no, that was someone else, actually. He said he had a pre-existing injury on his pec. And yeah. that meant he just, it was in agony when he did, he did press ups but unfortunately for him he come on said some derogatory terms about Americans and then got kicked off after it looked like one minute of the show whereas actually we'd been that was probably the hardest hour was the first hour exactly no that's what it is it does it it, it literally I mean like when you were doing that um, all those push ups and sit ups in the water it looked like yeah. you were in the water for about three or four minutes and then everyone's going oh I'm so cold I'm so cold just going, calm down it's only a little bit a few press ups in the water yeah, that's the thing. It's it's so hard for because anything that is repetition, repetition is so dull to watch. Yeah. And so they obviously cut through that. But we they, they wake up, up, us up in the morning, and that was pretty exciting. You're really confused, diving in the water, and he just at one point just went, "Can anyone here sing?" And no one was responding. And I thought, right, I'd much rather sing than do this. So I just put my hand up. I said, "What are you going to sing for us, Hellard?" And the only song that came into my head, 
I don't know why it was Ronan Keating. So I then said to him, Ronan Keating, and he gave me this look of, did you just say that? And I gave him a bit of back of going, shit, did I just say that? So then committed to the song. And thankfully, actually, it was a really great one because it was so cheesy that people, it was almost real. And everyone then got back in the moment and just forgot all this hell was going on. And, and you, I think if you look at the cameras, people were quite euphoric at that stage for about 20 seconds before the beatings happened again. But for that show, though, prior to that, when we'd walked in, they, they'd tried to get the camera shot. So we stood there in silence for about 15 minutes. And I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, no. I was th- that's the thing. I, I mean, I couldn't stop laughing. And I wasn't there. <laughs> but everybody's face was just a bitch. I'm like, I don't understand how you can't just spend the entire time laughing. Even when Miller was being called out and stuff, she was struggling not to laugh because it, it was so ridiculous. How, yeah. how do you do it? We just, I sat there and my wife just went, you just be useless at this. <laughs> that wasn't the first time that she said about that. Like, how, how can you take it seriously? Because we were pissing ourselves for the, we, there was a Kernan and, and Gattenby and, and myself. Thankfully, I was behind Ben and Miller. So I just kept on positioning myself so they couldn't see me cracking up. But I'm, I'm sure they got on camera. And then they got Gattenbury up to, to then punish us all. And the trouble was we were laughing while we, he was still punishing for laughing. And then after that, no one laughed for the rest of the time because we, <laughs> we got the message like, this is going to be brutal. And so then the guy, Woody, who was actually a legend, he walked around and um, he, when he walked past me, he went, bit of a joke, are you, hell, lads? I thought, oh, crap. They must have read our profiles because he'd lined up me and Bent in a row. And I yeah. thought, yeah, Bent and Bent was there dressed as um, Timmy Mallet. <laughs> Timmy Mallet. That's it. That's the, the Timmy Mallet style. Timmy Mallet. Just Google Timmy Mallet if you're not from the UK. And um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> not going to say anything because he's not dead, so he probably could sue us. And he's not been caught. No, <laughs> A whack a day. He had a whack a day. <laughs> a whack a day. And we don't mean <laughs> we don't mean anything rude. If you're wide awake, you had a whack a day. Google Google whack a day. It's so weird, but um It's Mallet's Mallet. Mallet's Mallet, yeah. Or with Michaela Strachan. Oh, who I do. Oh, oh, actually, Michaela Strachan, I um I wrote to her a love letter when I was oh. about six. Oh six, okay, that's all right. Um and I, I said to her, Michaela, you're so Michaela was the presenter, she was gorgeous. And uh, I, I wrote to this letter, and I can even remember it now. And I don't—I can't believe I said to it. I said, "By the way, uh, I'm your, I'm your number one fan. I think you're great. Um, if you want to call me, this is my phone number. What's your personal number?" I was about six. <laughs> so she wrote back to me saying, "Love and laughs, Michaela. I've still got that card." <laughs> anyway, anyway. So um, uh, where were we? Yep. So I, I knew I knew I had my card marked as a joker. Yeah. So from then on, all I cared about was trying to be serious and when Woody next came past I said sir I just want to show you that I'm not a joker and he's like yeah whatever hell what what I I like about that is the way that you thinking that them mentioning it and how well that was then reflected in the program (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there's the thing I the whole way through I was as soon as the guy the military when the military guys are there I was trying to listen because I realized for one they give instructions out half the people get it wrong and you get punished and punished yeah. and punished simple things so i was always listening and i'd always execute as closely as i could because i just thought i just want to blend in as much as possible the trouble was every time they were 
looking for someone to put the camera to. It was always me looking completely bemused. There were lo- there was loads of shots where I've never seen you look as confused as you like. You looked like totally gormless, and I'm sure you know. I'm sure everyone did, but I'm just not used to seeing you in that sort of gormless look. Yeah, I mean, my the my theory on it is that because when I was kicked out, it was. It was. I, I think it was unjust. It wasn't because I hadn't achieved a certain goal or followed certain criteria. It was just, we're now slightly changing the rules. Hellard's not doing well enough in press-ups, so we're just going to humiliate him until he's gone. So I think because that came from nowhere in the actual reality of the show, because I'd been, I'd been leading the camp for two days, and I, I felt I'd done really well um, from... Well, the, 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 the tasks before smashed it all the way through. And... Um, and so I think they had to almost create this story oh, the of me, yeah, on the way the yeah, in reverse, yeah, of me of me almost struggling the whole way through. So then it's like, well, Hellard was rubbish the whole way through anyway. It's not Hellard's been doing really well. Yeah, not that I've been doing. I mean, Navy Seals, I was fine. Um, we we had some bad leadership, which kept on getting into trouble. From not not Claire, Claire was awesome, but I won't say who. But in in my team, who? as God, soon who? Um, no no no, and oh, as who? soon as, what? What? as who cares. Oh, do you know them? Is this one you know? Yeah, of course, of course, I know them all. Was this someone you're going to speak to again? Oh, I don't know, but he he could definitely beat the crap. Actually, they all could. So, <laughs> well, we but, know um, that now. They can yeah, we, do, we know that now. Actually, yeah, <laughs> but um, as soon as as soon as he went for my group, it was like, right, I'm leader because I just thought I want us to win everything. I want us to follow instructions. Yeah. And then they they stopped me then being leader after one go, and then the Navy SEALs set us this task where we had to race pushing these logs and they thought they were being really cryptic and I was this is the one task I was either on they went right whoever finishes first uh, doesn't have won't be punished but guys there doesn't have to they said something like there doesn't have to be a loser and we weren't allowed to communicate to each other and I kind of looked at him going okay, okay we draw and I was trying to signal this to the guy um, unfortunately the other team even though I was trying to communicate as much, then raced it as hard as we could with us going easy, trying to come in. But then the Navy was like, wow, I can't believe you busted our riddle so quickly. It normally takes about 16 attempts with the other, the other Navy SEALs. So obviously none of that on camera. Um, so we got to the end of day one, and I was thinking, that was pretty good. I got okay. through it, because, done well. Right, okay, so, this is, so this, is, this is when we get to day two. So uh, after everything you said there, we we'll talk about the second day, um, going using their slightly skewed narrative, they then had you doing a task where that you won. Yet, even in winning it, there was all that chat about how it was like a fluke and how you so- sit softly, softly. That was the that was the approach. Oh. That- <laughs> so frustrating. It, does, so- it doesn't matter that you've won it. No, irrelevant. You've, you that was pure luck that you. That- oh, I mean, that was that was that was the thing is. You do feel sorry for the Beeb in a way because with 30 people and 48 hours to get that into an hour is is pretty tough going. So, um, it's their jobs. It is. That's what? true. It is their jobs. And in a way, I, I, I think the, the frustrating thing is it isn't that they didn't recognize everything that everyone had done because that, that's inevitable, but it's the fact that they actually misrepresented situations to make people look bad. That's what really pissed me off. But um, there was it, during that day, there was a challenge for I, I mean one thing I felt sorry for was some of the smaller marches and you wouldn't have got this on television but marching as a group is incredibly hard for the people who are small if they're at the back because you all have to go into the same beat yeah and so if 
they they line line you all up in height order. Normally the small people lead, but when they reverses, suddenly the six foot four guys are striding to the beat. So if you're five foot and you're having to keep to that rhythm, but also do the stride of a six foot four guy while carrying your Bergen or while carrying guns and stuff, so hard. But um, we had to push the cars out of the mud, these huge Land Rovers. And after about 10 minutes, no one was getting anywhere. So I said to our team, why didn't you so say Lucy, Lucy was um, in charge of the team. Mark Lee was in charge of the team. And it was almost an impossible task to lead because no one knew what to do. It's, it's very hard to lead people when no one actually has any ideas or knows what we're actually trying to achieve. But um, I said to her, why don't we go over to the other team? We push their car out of the mud. They then push our car out of the mud. And then we race on the grass. And this made sense. So we then went over to their team, pushed their car almost out, at which point the, the leader went, Hey, pussies, what are you doing? This is a competition. Get back. So we were then left with our car in the mud. They obviously finished theirs, pushed it out. They then created this narrative of, of Spicer being an incredible leader. And that's why they'd won that event. Yeah. And, um, and I, think, I think Spicer would be a good leader if he was a leader in uh, like his job. I'm sure he's a very good leader there where there's the hierarchy, there's the structure. People have to listen. But he's someone who gives very big speeches that are quite, quite cheesy, should we say. They're... You know, that, we know a few people like that. <laughs> but the it, well, the, it's it's the kind of thing where you almost give them the speech that you think you want other people to hear, rather than just just being honest about what needs to be said. So the next challenge, they then chose myself and Spicer as the captains. They'd set them up with this amazing captain, and then they they stuck uh, stabbed stabbed me in the back of the knife uh, <laughs> by saying. Oh, it's with them choosing Hellard to be the leader. He's been doing nothing so far. That's exactly what they said. That's exactly what they... they just... And I just thought, fuck you. I've actually been leading the camp for the past two days. So this was on the second day by then. So I'd actually been in charge of the camp for the two days, which is why I look so tired. And when I wake up, I'm covered in mud because I hadn't had time to shower. I hadn't actually slept in the two days at all because you're always organizing people to do everything else. So that you don't have time to check your kit. You don't have time to organize so that when everyone's in bed, that's when you've got time to get things done. So I was utterly ruined. And I, I, obviously, you're, this is just my opinion and you, you'll never see it on camera. But I think I led the camp extremely well during those two days, partly because I'm, I'm confident, but partly because I'm just very fair. And I will shout at people and then afterwards say, I'm really sorry. I don't want to be a dick. I didn't mean to shout at you in that way, but we needed to get people in here by then. Um, so, how, wait a minute, before you go on, how did, mm. you, how did you smooth things over with uh, Martlew after choosing her last? Oh, so then, <laughs> oh God, so then... <laughs> The trouble is you don't know, they, they play so many mind games with you where they create situations that no matter what happens, they can create aggro out of it. Yeah. And so they'll always have, oh, they didn't even realize that there were shovels here. You're like, well, no, of course there weren't. We didn't realize that because there weren't and you put them out halfway through. Well, <laughs> scenarios like that. That, so, that happened a lot in the third episode because they obviously kept saying oh yeah we've sent them to do this or we've sent them to do that and everyone's forgotten to do it and it was clear that because both groups were forgetting to do it that the instructions yeah. were either poor or someone had got something wrong somewhere or and it wasn't it, it was like they like moving the goalposts as, as it was happening yeah and and the, the trouble is when one team starts dominating which we did on the in the, the third episode they then have to try and create this 
this race and yeah. so they then put in all these contingencies to stall one team so the other team can catch up and then make that the story but so then we we had to choose our team and i i didn't want to play mind games i didn't i just thought i'm going to choose the best team and unfortunately at that stage lucy was really struggling she'd hurt her ribs badly and her um like the, the sling was um, pulling into her and so she she was one of the worst I actually chose her for my team she was the last person but that there is the it was spice that they hadn't chosen her but they knew that Lucy and I were friends and when when she was left there last I su- it wasn't until that moment that I suddenly registered shit Lucy's was seen as leader of the last task we didn't do very well because we pushed the other car out and helped them and that was all good but <laughs> um but and then I just suddenly realised, oh my god! By not picking Lucy, I've probably put, like, highlighted her as a target for um, what was his name? For Gil Raymond Ray, whatever his name is, uh, Itai. I, yeah. And so that's when I suddenly, and you're so tired, and you you suddenly see a really good friend because I've known Lucy for a long time. So you suddenly see a really good friend in emotional distress, but you realise you've actually just fucked him over. And and so at that point, they then drag me over to the camera and start doing the, oh, so you didn't pick your friend. Oh, so, oh, does this mean uh, Mark Lee's going to go out? Oh, is Mark Lee going to go out because of you? And, you know, I'm, I'm quite a emotive chap. So um, I think I held it together, but I obviously get quite upset by this because yeah. I know how strong she is and I know how good she is. And also at that time, there were so many people there that weren't listening to simple instructions that would, the whole time you'd have to be holding your, your gun above your head or you'd been doing more push-ups or you'd been doing more flight, butterfly kicks because maybe a third of the group just couldn't follow simple instructions. And you're like, for fuck's sake, get rid of all these dead wood and Martley might be going next, even though there's all these people that can't get into two lines. They get into three <laughs> And things like that. So, be, be, so, so I was just there's a lot of frustration as well. Yeah. So we then did this task where everyone was working individually to get things up the hill. So it was, was it was putting was it putting sand in the bags and then having to build a structure out of the yeah. sandbags. Yeah. Exactly. And there was no there was no teamwork involved. It was just individually you had to smash it. So what, what yeah, what, what how do you what other coordination is there in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my strategy well, my viewpoint was pick a good team lead from the front and I knew I'd be quite good at that task because I'm a good runner I'm used to carrying things so I was smashing it up there I was pretty lucky actually that I had Hunter because he was amazing it, it didn't show you smashing it up there of course it showed you no. flailing around in the sand a little bit and, and looking knackered <laughs> yeah so it showed it, it yeah that's the thing they always edit it and so by the last I think I, I took 11 up um and I, I, maybe I think um, I think a couple of people took more out of the whole group. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but you know I'd, I'd done. I was pretty pleased with how many I'd taken out. I was leading from the front, so Spice was obviously giving these big speeches of every man, you know, every man do it together or in this we can achieve. You know that the a lot of management words, and I was just playing off that and just saying, save your breath, boys, we're smashing them and just saying small things every now and then but the the people on this show are all top you know semi-professional athletes they're people that do not need motivation they smash themselves to pieces in training day in day out they know how to push themselves and something if i say something it's not going to change that so obviously they then suggested that i had very weak leadership because i wasn't there giving big speeches because i was trying to 
fucking win the task. But you, but you, that's it. You won the task, but quite by quite a long way. And yet, yeah, and yet the the analysis immediately afterwards uh, was was incredibly negative, as though he's saying that yo, you're on borrowed time, <laughs> which which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, didn't make any sense. Yeah, and that's that was a frustrating thing. So then the, the third day came and. And, and you know, I'm, I'll put my hands up. I'm not the greatest guy at press ups in the world, but I, I, I'm, I wasn't. You know, I've, I've done practically zero upper body exercise since because my shoulder was was screwed for a long time. And but at you the time, to be fair, you don't want to be seen in front of anyone doing press ups. Are you? Are you? <laughs> are you <laughs> is this going to be your moment that whenever someone sees you, they're going to shout "press up" to you in the street? Oh, they have. Or... <laughs> all the time every race i I've, I've won i've won two since then i've i've won i've won my last two races and like i've won in fact i've set the course record for two races in a row yeah two that are bloody hard races and at the end of it like hell press ups hell art like, for fuck's sake god damn it it's it's almost like if you imagine if you well I, I kind of feel like you imagine Napoleon storming the battle and then he realizes flies are undone. It's that kind of like oh for fuck's sake really it's amazing and, you're never gonna get past that now never gonna get past that. and the problem is you you can't explain to people they they filmed it really well in that you you counted to ten and then you went back to one yeah. so you go one two three four nine twenty so it meant no matter how many press-ups you were doing, they could cut to you and you'd be going two, three, looking right. knackered. Right, yeah. And you, you greeted him and did 20. And, and, you know, I got through the first 20, um, fine. And actually, but the first 20 was nearer to 60, 70 because people kept on fucking it up. Right. Then, then Steggles... But not you, not necessarily you. It was, no, it was other people messing yeah, up. Yeah, and, right. and it wasn't they were messing up, they couldn't do it. It was, you had to go... You, it's one person led going down up one down up two you get to the 10 and then some people would forget it's one and they go to 11 then you start again then some would be out of time you start again some come up early then you start again so you're doing masses and masses and this is following i mean the that's the annoying thing people are saying you can't do press-ups having seen the day before we had to do 100 press-ups in one go they then punished us we had to do 50 press-ups in one go and they're like you can't even do 10 press-ups Okay, what about the 150 you saw us do the day before? And you saw that as soon as uh, Lysit joined us, we were being punished by press-ups. So it kind of implies we were being punished by press-ups throughout that show. And so, um, again, so yeah. Again, what I, li- what I liked about the, uh, the editing was um, it gave the impression that everyone else in the team was annoyed at you. Uh, suck it up, Hellard. <laughs> suck it up, Hellard. Yeah. <laughs> And so Steggles, the bastard, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but the, so we'd done the first task and we'd absolutely destroyed the other team. So what was um, the first task on that one? That was, was that the, the evacuation? Yeah, you had a, you had a hundred and, 180 kilogram logs and then a... You were being carried at one point, weren't you? So even that, the and narrative they, and, they, that. and they made it out as though they, it was, it was, it was almost like symbolism as though your team were carrying you, even though you didn't have a choice to, yeah. to be in there. He's like, but how can you penalise him when you told him to get in the stretcher? It, yeah, was, it, was, it was so weird. See, that was another... See, so we we, we had Brassington uh, navigating for us, very good navigator, but we also just had a really good system of uh, like Hunter, 
and myself. I can't, there are a few of a few of it. I think Kernan on the logs, and yeah. we were just smashing it out. And so they then have to think of ways to try and store you. And sometimes they're like, "Stop! Wait here! Wait here! We've just got to check all your kit. We've just got to check you out." Know, oh, really? And so then they supposedly we put the 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 four people carrying the stretcher lowered it on the ground too hard and hurt the the casualty so this is when we're winning by miles so they're obviously looking for ways to slow us down so they then said right you're going to be punished for dropping the body they looked at the people in the on the logs and realized that they're not going to be able to carry that body and hunter or that body and kernan because these guys are huge guys so i was the lightest guy so they put me in the stretcher that's what we were told. Now, it could be that all along they'd been deciding Hellard's really, really weak, even though I hadn't failed any press-ups at that stage. Yeah. And even though we'd won all of that task, they may have just decided, oh, Hellard's really weak, we'll put him on the stretcher. Or it might have been, as they told us, you're the lightest, get on the stretcher. So I did. Um, so then, obviously, that then comes back in the narrative. Oh, Hellard's so weak, they put him on the stretcher. <laughs> what the fuck are you... So... Oh. So oh, then we we then I did suck I did it up, Hellard. yeah I then did fail those press ups and um, but Steggles was instead of if you're doing press ups the easiest way to do it is go down up one down up two down up three he was going down up one and so we were having to hold the position for oh. so long it was in even doing ten press ups I'd probably be able to do thirty press ups in that time and I'd have been able to do it. But by this stage, I was just getting so tired. And so I then suddenly thought, I've got this. Um, I've been marked out in front of this guy. Okay, fair enough. He know, he know, he's seen me as, as slightly weak, potentially on that. So we then do the assault course. We smash the assault course. There's just four of us on this log with our goggles on. We can't see anything. You don't really oh, see it. water in the goggles that way. Yeah, that I mean, that oh. was cool. Was it? That was amazing. Yeah, I mean that was. It took a while to got to get used to, and that's we smashed that because we, as our team, we said, guys, we can't see what we're doing, but health and safety of the BBC, they're gonna have to make sure that we're not. It's not like we're gonna be crawling over stuff. Yeah. They're gonna have to make sure it's smooth surface. Let's assume it's smooth, and let's just smash it out there and just go as hard as we can. So we did. We just started running with it, yeah. and. Um, Tour through the field. So we'd done really well there with the with the boating. We'd done really well. I'd I'd gone the Leeds anchor, and um, they imply oh, the, that the lead is I think it's the anchor. Yes, the anchor. The the person the leads the stroke position. Even <laughs> more and they were implying that it's because of the leadership of um, of Miller was really great. So they'd caught up at this stage, even though you couldn't see them. They'd caught up or not, and then they're implying this other guy had been bad leadership in the other. But it's because we were absolutely smashing it when we were in the kayaks because I thought I need to prove myself here. So I was just flying on that and just thinking, bloody hell! And I've, I've kayaked quite a bit before with uh, adventure racing, so I know the technique and things. Um, so yeah, I thought, I'd, okay, I've done well there. We've done well in this. Get to the end of the day, we'd been smashing it the whole way through again. Then they bring out the booze. And that's when I'm thinking, oh, my God, amazing. If I've got a chance to show this guy how good I am, it's with the booze. This is what I train for, is endurance under alcohol. Um, so <laughs> we go up and we, we skim this, we get this drink, and it's got all this lovely fruit on the top. And I think to myself, oh, great. I'll scoop up loads of fruit, get some food as well. So they then say, this, this wasn't, you didn't see half of this. They then say, finish it. So I neck it, put it on my head. And he says, put it on your head. So put it on my head. 
boom, smashed it. But he sees that there's all this fruit in there, so he says, I'm cheating. And I'm like, oh, how was that cheating? You said, you didn't say, don't get any fruit. You know, I didn't, I haven't broken any of the rules. So I'm like, I give him this look of really, okay, fine. So I, maybe I shouldn't have given this look. But I, I then got another cup and then stared him in the face and smashed it in about two seconds. And I looked at him, I gave him a look of like, yeah, how'd you like that, bitch? <laughs> Which maybe was a bit antagonistic. And that's when he went, oh, we haven't done press-ups yet. And he changed the rules from instead of having to do 20, he then said, we're going to do it until one team can't. So we got to, I have no idea, but we all got well above 20. That's a thing. We even passed his test. I was the first one to drop. So he then pulls me out, and I'm, it's only at this stage I thought, holy shit, my neck might be on the line here. Because until now, no one's been kicked out of the show. People have dropped out yeah. through injury. People have quit, or people have been sent home at the end of a two-day rotation. But at no point has someone just been pulled out and made to just do something by themselves. So he then goes... Hellard, you're a virus, and I'm not a virus. And you see the bit where I, I offer to drink the drinks of all of my team. And in, in retrospect, I should have done that. I should have just gone, oh, yeah, am I a virus, huh? And I should have just cleaned away those drinks because I'd have happily done it. And if I hadn't but, done it... But it would have been cut. It would have been cut. It would have been... Oh, I don't know. They'd have kept it in because it's such good TV. They'd have had to keep it in. And even if it put me in hospital, it would have been, a, what a way to go. What a way to go. I mean, that's all I wanted, to just look... To, not look like to an die idiot. on TV in the most you, spectacular. Fashion. I know. I mean, to, not, what way to go from the show? Not not to die. I mean, that would be. I didn't want to stay <laughs> oh, on the show that much. But um, suck it up, Hellard. So then he so then he goes, give me twenty press ups, Hellard. So I do, and that pissed him off. So he then goes, you have a virus. I'm not a virus. He goes, give me fifty press ups, Hellard. So I've already done the press ups until I couldn't do any more press ups. I then had to do another 20, and so he said, give me 50 press-ups. So I, that's when I said, I cannot do 50 press-ups, sir, because I knew I couldn't. And he then has the gall to, you're not going to even try? Like, oh, fuck you, buddy. I mean, you can say to me, run a three-minute mile. If I try or not, doesn't make a difference on my, my spirit or my um, aggressive attitude or my willingness to win. I'm aware it's a physical impossibility. I'm just telling you this. So I then try and obviously bail out, and then I refuse to leave. And this is where they they cut it big time. Cause well, yeah, because you 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 told me about this beforehand, and I was I the reason you know one of the reasons for for watching is I wanted to see this incredible flare up. <laughs> I, I thought there were going to be cameras pushed away. You know, there was going to be huge arguments. Everyone was thinking, and in the end, it it, it wasn't quite like that. Oh man, it was, he said he because he kept on saying. Will you ring the ring the bell, Hell? I was like, I'll never ring the bell. And the thing is, he knew that I'd never ring the bell because he knew that there's nothing he'd challenge me to do that I wouldn't try doing. That I might not be able to physically do it, but I, I'll always try until what about I the can't. Fifty do press it. ups. Did you try that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I just couldn't do it. I got to hardly anything. Uh, I don't know how many, but yeah, of course I couldn't do it because. My let my arms are completely screwed. My shoulders buggered. But um, so then he said, he's like, Hellard, you're a virus on your team. You go now. I'm like, how can I be a virus? I've won five of my last six challenges. And he looked a bit stumped by that. Not according to the edit, you have. Not according to the edit. <laughs> yeah. Often the edit. No, mate. No, but, but even on the edit, we won all those challenges. Yeah, but it was a, it was a, it wasn't a real victory. It wasn't a real yeah. victory, yeah. <laughs> and so he said, "But you are, but you have, you have uh, been a virus on your team. You've been lucky. You've not been contributing. Like, well, I've been leading the camp for the last two days, sir, and I've been leading two of those challenges that we've won. So how is that not 
contributing to my team when we're winning five or six sir and he's like oh shit i'm a bit and he's like but you cannot do press-ups hellard i said i can do press-ups hellard sir i've done them repeatedly you couldn't do 20 press-ups hellard said well i did 20 press-ups having done over 30 press-ups and he asked me to do 50 press-ups i couldn't do 50 press-ups sir and um I can't run. I, I can run a mile, but I can't run a mile at the end of 75 miles, sir. If you want someone who can just do press-ups in your army, fair enough. But I have done this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this, and I've done those all well. I've proven myself, so I deserve to be in this. And then each time he was like, um, "Shit, what do I do now?" And at one point he just stopped, put his head on his ear to listen to the what the bee was saying, and he was clearly like, "How the fuck do I get rid of this?" And then he just went, "Go home now, hellads!" And they just cut the cameras. And that's why I'm just stood there looking around going, shit, what do I do? And I eventually go, fuck, I've got to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I walked off. You, I tell you what, when they, they did a little interview with you uh, as you came out. And, you know, I've, I've known you for a while and yeah. you are always a very happy, jovial person. I, can't, I don't think I've ever seen you angry in any way. I don't even know what you look like when you are angry. <laughs> and... The look on your face, it, with that sort of pure John Cleese, faulty tower style rage beneath your skin, yeah. was so obvious. It looked like you were going to kill someone. Yeah. Well, I, the thing is, when I left, I, I seriously thought I'd been fucked over by the BBC as well. Um, the way the way I went down, like, what the fuck happened here, guys? I was saying that to the camera. Like, like the camera was the camera was out. I had my hand in the camera, like, what the? You guys have stitched me up properly. You have fucked me on this, and you can um. And Screw you! I'm not paying my license fee again. <laughs> well, the, we kind of had this unwritten rule because throughout all the at the end of every night, they'd come and seek me out to uh, to, to interview me because I knew I'd give them loads of just stupid chat and I'd make up I'd make up all these tactics that I'd been doing I said that I'd stored food on Penny Fan in advance of the challenge and I'd I just kept coming up with all these you did do that no that's what I said yeah but you told me that you told us that in a previous episode were you lying I had to commit to the lie then you see (laughs) (laughs) that was the trouble (laughs) but um yeah, when we we had, to, I mean, I had to oh, some food somewhere. We're saying we're saying another side to you. We're saying the softly, softly, suck it up, Hellard side to you that we've never seen before. Maybe, maybe this is the truth. Maybe what I'm seeing now is all put on. And it's TV, true. It's, it could, it could is, be. The, it's showing the real, the true Hellard. Yeah, but that, I mean, that was the annoying thing. Is I because at the end of it, I kind of came out thinking, well, I didn't do anywhere near as well as I could, especially as the next ones. Everything that came after that. <gasps> okay. Well, my strengths. Right, so right, this is what didn't make any sense. What yeah. didn't make any sense was because you'd been pretty much um, marginalised in terms of importance in the narrative beforehand, what didn't make any sense is why then everyone was sat in the camp going, I can't believe Hellard's gone. Because they yeah. said that. And it just, it just didn't make any sense at all. And then that bit where right at the end, um, uh, what's his name, Timmy Mallet, uh, Ben, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, he was doing the, the burpees while while shouting your name as well and it's yeah. really difficult it's really difficult for someone who you didn't didn't know what was going on because they knew you to understand that why would you have had that effect on those people if you yeah. hadn't had an impact it, it just it, the narrative didn't make any sense after that it's like oh why yeah. is everyone so upset that he's gone if he was so ineffectual and and, and marginal in, in terms of his impact and the the, the other, i think the other, the other thing as well the other person who got really stitched up was marley 
because oh, yeah i know you stitched her up you <laughs> yeah that's true that's true <laughs> she got really stabbed in the back by one of her best mates oh shit because uh, she is someone who is just full of sunshine she's always smiling she's always and laughing and throughout the show you squeeze that out of her well twice she got really upset for really good reasons and that's all they showed of her Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no. and she was edit. They just edited everything out about her. Where she, I mean, the whole way through, she was just the 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 instructors loved her partly because she's a cute little blonde. But she was always having like a, a joke and a laugh. She's always chatting with everyone. She's the life and soul of the camp. And all you saw was her looking Bad injured side, yeah. and crying. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult. I mean, that must be difficult because there's a lot of people that went out early to to things that didn't look particularly i mean you know things like in you know cold people going out because of cold uh you know and they're probably on screen for a maximum of like 25 seconds and that's their entire contribution everything yeah. they've done up to that point has been summed up in them going i'm cold you're out so it's really difficult because the other thing is of course um is that you know you, you were saying about doing the press-ups and um yeah there's, there's a limitation to how much you can do but but with all of these um all of these challenges there are some things are like are just physiologically more difficult than other. Like if you're not used yeah. to the cold, you're just not used to the cold. Then there's not much that's gonna that you know you can train for in order to 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 be able to stay in the cold for that amount of time. If you and it's not mind over matter. No, no, it's in those cases. No, yeah. it's just your body just doesn't do it. If your body doesn't yeah. do it, and I suppose there's an element to the whole the selection process that weeds out whether people can do that or not or whether you have constitution to do that and there's not a huge amount of training or anything else that you can do like you say it's not mind over matter um and i think also just... the, the the annoying thing is you get all these people sat in their armchairs going well you clearly didn't research it very well did you and like well in the six weeks that we had that we didn't know what we were going into we didn't research every single specialist forces in the army in the world well, to try and figure out what potentially could have happened no you did you said you took cold showers so well, yeah i mean i, I did because i thought navy seals would definitely be in there yeah and but things like navstock i mean who's ever heard of the philippines navy seals i once had a filipino girlfriend and if i'm honest she was mental I mean, like not mental, like like mentally ill, but mental as in, you know, she was a um, she was about to um, become a like fully fledged Olympic swimmer, and oh, her wow. her like mental strength it was like incredible when like she was like training at the gym. I wasn't allowed to talk to her in the gym when she was training. So was that... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because that's called embarrassment, JD. That's <laughs> called not to be associated. What's the guy reading the magazines and having a coffee on the treadmill <laughs> trying to talk to her for? <laughs> But yeah, but she was like, you know, she she had that look, and like you could see that look in his eyes as well. But I thought he was he was trying to uh, he was trying to big it up a little bit with uh, with uh, you know talking about his uh, well whatever they're called Navsock. Navsock, yeah, yeah. But the, to, I mean, he felt he had something to prove a little bit, and you were you were going to be his whipping boy for that. Yeah, and I, I, I think a lot of them come into it, and they, the, for example, the Navy SEALs. Not as many people failed at the navy seals as as, as they expected that's american isn't it? and they that's why there weren't enough guns on the next episode and uh, i think they wanted to get rid of 10 and they got rid of seven and, <laughs> really yeah but the i mean the navsock guy he hadn't got rid of anyone and so at the end of the day i mean i think um lacy went injured yeah but everyone else was there and you 
he hadn't got rid of anyone, and I think he thought, I need to get rid of someone here. Well, that's or the else... thing. Every, every, every special forces likes to think that they're tougher than the last, don't they? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's down to that. Okay, so let's... I've got to ask you some major questions here. Okay. okay. About the thing. So here we are. Here's the first one. What's your opinion of elite sportsman Freddie Flintoff? <laughs> <laughs> That well, was the, that was a, that's the funniest part of every episode when he goes as an elite sportsman. <laughs> it's such a weird word, isn't it? Why do they say elite sportsman? Well, it when, makes it almost. When was he? When was he an elite sportsman? He was an overweight cricketer for for most of his uh, most of his career. So I, I don't even know what the word elite means in that context, really, because they should have just said I was a professional sportsman. Elite, the, elite. The, and to be fair, he was the best of his generation. Uh, for England, at least. So, I mean, he was a pretty awesome cricketer. But uh, well, I really liked him until he stabbed me in the back. <laughs> the really fucker. Really? You absolute ball bag. <laughs> yeah, no, he he seemed really friendly. He he just and the good thing was when he was around, you knew that the punishment was going to stop a little bit because he'd start interviewing you. That's the thing. I was if he, if he was ever interviewing me, I was giving the longest answers possible. It was I was filibustering. <laughs> I was just trying to keep going for as long as like if I can talk for an hour, that's an hour that I don't have to be doing press ups. <laughs> that's brilliant. But he seemed he seemed really nice and down to earth actually. Yeah, I, I mean, until until he stabbed me in the back, I didn't have a bad thing to say about him. He, uh, in fact, in fact, just after he came out out of the show, and I saw a, a small Syrian pauper ask for some food, and he just punched him in the face. <laughs> That's the kind of man he is. <laughs> okay, moving on then. Um, who? Oh, was... oh no! Do I have to say allegedly, and no, then we're fine. So allegedly, yeah. That's then we're it. fine. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. None of this is making it into. The <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Who was the? Well, I suppose it's very difficult because you. You dipped out quite early due to yeah. uh, due to not being able to suck it up, Hellard. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, who was the who was the hardest trainer? Do you reckon? What do you mean by hardest? Who pushed you the hardest, or who was mentally toughest, or who was who would win the fight? Who, uh, who was you know well the one that you were scared of most of all of the different um, special forces? So the thing, I feel like I know the ones I haven't even had because because everyone else has spoken about them so yeah. much. So from as from I can tell, the Navy SEALs guys. They were exactly what you expect them to be like. Like talking. Um, but off camera, really funny. Right. And even on camera, some of the things I said were generally quite funny. And Intention- if I could... Intentionally funny? Yeah, yeah. Just just list lines like, he's as sharp as a bowling ball, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if I could go for a drink of any of them, it would be those guys. Oh, it would okay. be an amazing night out. Um, the, the second guy, the Israeli guy... He he was a scary dude. He didn't say anything other than pussy this, pussy that. Did he take his Just, glasses off? Did he, did he, no, I don't think he did, didn't he? He didn't say, he didn't change his expression at any point from <laughs> angry and to going to kill you through the whole period. So I don't know if that's his persona normally, or but I think it probably is. Nasdaq guy, I, I didn't really chat to him, but everyone said afterwards that he was actually quite friendly, quite funny. He's the only serving officer. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The only currently serving, yeah. But he was—I mean, English wasn't his first language. You could tell that a little bit in in how he was—he wasn't as dominant as the others because he, I don't think he had the—he the, didn't have the grasp of the language in the same way. Yeah. Um, but that's the only thing. He's, everyone said he was a really nice guy off screen. But um, they all stabbing you in the back, the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aussie guy, people really liked. 
they they said he was fair, he was friendly, he was nice. Russian guy, they said, was just exactly how he, he comes across on camera. It's just absolutely nuts. So the SES blokes apparently were saying he could take on all of the rest. There was, so um, I think Danny, Danny, Danny had talked to the SES guys and said, so this Russian guy, I mean, how, how hard is he? How would he be against the Australian? And he said, actually, he could probably take on 18 of those Australian SES guys. Is that if you look up Sonny's uh, YouTube videos, he is ferocious. So apparently, he by far in a fight would destroy everyone. I don't know the Israeli because he he does Krav Maga, which I assume is pretty incredible. Um, but he was. But they also they also said he was quite funny, quite a good lad. There's a there's a certain amount of um, of humour, isn't there in the uh, in the military? There's a certain yeah. like a humour that's like quite funny. I don't, and uh, I was. I always thought that they always had good line. Whenever I went to BMF, they always had a, a, a good line or two. This yeah, is, this is British military fitness, not French military fitness. Those sort of things. They they know how to crack a joke. Oh, they're great. And I think as well, when you're if you're see one of these special forces guys, I mean, you must be so confident, and you've got so little to prove yeah. that it's 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 like when you go to a company. CEOs of companies tend to be great people. It's the middle managers who are the dicks. Yeah. They're the ones who've got a real chip on the shoulder. You have to prove to everyone that they're the big deal. And I think with these special forces guys, they're the best of the best. You know, they've got nothing to prove, so the they can be the relaxed. Best of the best of the best of the best. Best of the best. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, in in general, they were all really fr- well, mostly really friendly and um, and and actually, they I think they did respect us because they could Do see. You. They see do, you really, pretend- do you really think they expected you? <laughs> well, <laughs> or do you think goes- I went to the pub afterwards and went, can you believe what we've had to work with? That guy, <laughs> that guy stabbing his, his, his female friend in the back like that. Yeah. yeah. That's shocking. But from what, from what I've seen from other people who've known the people involved, have, or, there's, there's, there's a lot of army forums out there. And, and obviously there's a lot of forums of people just saying, God, they're rubbish. They can't even do this. They can't even do that. And the feedback that other people have said, because they've gone onto some forums and defended us yeah. and said, no, these guys have, these guys would destroy you at, at most things. Look at their CVs. Look at their, and they've, they did look at you. If they looked at your CV, they'd know that you've taught Howard Marks poker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a show with Justin Lee Collins. Yeah, it's that, it's that sort of incredible stuff that they can't bring to to the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, but imagine, imagine me under interrogation. I'd be like, um, it's the kid in the Goonies, where he just starts spilling, just starts spilling all this chunk. shit. Yeah, and then they peeked, and I peeked, and everyone started peeking everywhere. <laughs> It'd be like that, uh, Chuck. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same. They'd be wanting to find out the destination of the of of, of where they're doing dropping off the supply, and I'll be there going. And then and then Harold Shipman was coming in. <laughs> Distraction technique. That's brilliant. Okay, okay. So um, right. So then, looking back at it, um, yeah. What what were what were the biggest surprises about the show? About my how I found it? Do you think? Uh, aren't those the same thing? Well, the actually, I wasn't surpri- that surprised by much of it, weren't you? You knew no. it was as hard as you thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be harder. I've got to say, there were. Well, you only did half of it. The 
yeah and and actually it it you know by the end if you if you looked at if you looked at Andy Gattenby by the beginning of the fifth show, I mean, he looks so knackered when he I, wakes up. And I have, to, I have to admit to you, I've not watched it after you've gone out. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what happens in the next two. Well, just it's, it's just him getting up, and oh, really? he looks ruined. And that's the thing: no food, no sleep, and it, it just catches up with you. It gets harder and harder and harder. So the, I mean, the thing was, I, I, I thought it was going to be the challenges were easier. Yeah. than the off-camera by a mile. Right, okay. Because you do these challenges that are made for TV that were probably related to stuff they had to do. Um, but actually, it's the repetition. Holding the gun up was so hard because yeah. you did it so many times. And everyone in the group... The good thing was, even when you, if you watch it again, you can see the properly big guys struggling because you just got to the point where you had no muscle strength left in any of your muscles, no matter how you angled the gun. Um, so, I mean, it's was, it was hard in some respects, but because the, they had to do the interviews and they'd have to set up shots, there were times when you, you had breaks, which was quite nice. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be harder, but actually, I, I, from, what, from what everyone says, the, the, the episode after I left that Australian one apparently was crazy hard. The Russian was was hard with the weights that the hiking they did, but then they had a lot of weird challenges where it's not physically hard having to do a bandage or having to you know sit in guts or do the abseiling. It's quite fun. Um, <laughs> so the it, yeah it was and and I, th- I think that's what I found the most frustrating is you know on the third episode. I got through the hard stuff. I felt physically great. My shoulder was you, pretty screwed. But I mean, the next challenge was the was the endurance challenge, wasn't it? The running, uh, the yeah. running and navigation. I mean, if you'd have done that, yeah. I mean, yeah. they still have made you out to be. Oh, David's won. Hellard's won this through sheer luck and moving his legs. But even so, even if even if that had happened, the fact that I'd be able to then go look, I've been shown. They they couldn't deny that I'd individually done well at something, which is all you want, really. You just want you you just you just want an honest depiction. Um, so the, I mean, but nothing else really surprised me that much. I thought they'd give us more food, even even on episodes where they they weren't stressing the lack of food. There really was little food, and I was amazed. Oh, I'll tell you one thing: the lack of sleep. Um, I just couldn't sleep the first two nights at all. I was getting flashbacks to the first night on the second night. So was that I nostalgia? It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, people who have post-traumatic stress disorder it must be horrific because we just had flashbangs being shouted at a bit and that was enough to put you on edge let alone proper war wow i mean it must be must be so hard so much respect for but also you you just get used to it and i think if you were to do and 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 that i mean I, i was impressed by i was impressed by more people than i thought i would be and you you end up just it's, it's it's just the runner's attitude of you're running a marathon, you don't think about running 26 miles. You just think about the next mile. Yeah. And actually in this, you don't even think about the end of the task. You're just thinking about what you're doing right now. You don't look ahead at all. You're just so in the now. How, does that, how does that feel, just always being present? That must be quite... Is that exhausting? Is that mentally draining? Or is that quite nice? What's it's, the, quite, what's... It's, it's quite nice because it gets you through it. It gets you constantly... You're... you're, you're I think it'd be harder doing something dull for eight for hours. Like just standing by yourself for six hours is really hard. 
is it that, that's harder than doing something quite tough for six hours but even even marching is quite tough if you're concentrating on the step when yeah. they keep on losing it and listening to what they're saying it looks really easy but if um i mean squaddies have have a tough life everything they do that's simple is actually quite hard it's that isn't um, it that's the whole the whole premise of marching is about getting that discipline in the first place and everything because people go well yeah why do marching you know, in parades and, and everything like that but it's that that marching element is from which everything else flows in terms of the discipline the um the the, the mentality and the mindset yeah to be able to to do everything that comes after you've really got to concentrate as well I mean, it's probably not so bad in the real army where people are more similar sizes, but the step kept on breaking up. The people in front and behind would be dropping off, and and also because you you weren't with people who were necessarily that good at it themselves, you'd have to keep on be staying in line with either someone who couldn't keep up or someone who wasn't focused, or and so the whole time you're concentrating on that, but also thinking, get up here, drop back, or what's the, so the I mean the other thing that um. Uh, you forget when watching it is that it only happened over a week because you're watching it from week to week and yeah. so you just you know it, when you're watching it you think oh you know there's like a week break between it or there's a few days break between it but it's actually just day after day after day after day and that's very yeah. difficult to to I mean I've you know I've done multi-day races where you know up to eight days where you know and it's all this all of that really is is running and then relaxing yeah. and that's and that's pretty tough but without sleep without food Without all of those things, that must just be just incredibly exhausting. How long did you sleep for when you when you left? Um, well, not that much to be honest. I was just so angry. <laughs> I was so angry. I didn't <laughs> sleep for three days. Yeah. What did you, so what did, that, you, I, so what did you do when you when you like, so you were so angry when you left? What was like the next thing you did? Did you go and like burn something? Actually, something that was quite cool. So I went back to this hotel um, by myself. And Tracy, who is one of the researchers, or hello, where's this going? No, no, she was she was lovely, but I think she felt because you know, when a lot of people when they a lot of people try to leave with dignity and try and it's quite British, you know, suck it up and all that. Yeah, I just didn't. I I didn't hide anything. I we got in the car and we no one spoke for the whole car journey. The the, the runner herself or me. Um, because she knew that I was furious and she knew that I thought the BBC had fucked me over yeah. big time and she was party to that. Um, so we got back and we wanted to, she, I wanted to, I, it was late, late at night. So I went to get some food and I looked at the bar menu and, and I said, I said to her, Are the, is the kitchen open? She said, no, it's, she said, I'm not sure. Let me check. And she said, you can have some sandwiches. I said, look, I need some serious i need some proper food and she's like oh you know maybe we can do some crisps on the side and like look i i'm probably about twenty thousand calories deficient from the last five days at which point she kind of looked at me and i was still wearing this a lot of the i was wearing this military uniform she's you like wearing, are you wearing the hellard hellard t-shirt yeah wearing the hellard t-shirt that everything yeah, it was a bit weird but um <laughs> and then i mean she didn't know i was hellard there which made it <laughs> But she, she then went, are you, she said, what, what have you been doing? And I said, I can't say I'm afraid. And I, I thought that's pretty cool. I felt pretty cool then. And she went, 
are you special forces? And I went, uh, secret. I can't say I'm afraid. And then, and then she kind of turned around and she kind of gave this look to the person behind the bar. And I thought, they think I'm special forces. This is so cool. This is so cool. <laughs> and then they kind of like went and spoke to each other and started giggling. And I just thought, oh, man, I've never felt so badass. The irony, the irony. When I was the weakest <laughs> I've ever been. Um, but yeah, then the next day I I went out with. So her. Did you get Did you get something to eat? Um, I ended up getting takeaway um, delivered to the hotel. They made a special exception. You're not allowed to. They made a special exception for me and blah, blah, blah. And, but the, you know, the next day I just went on the lash with friends um, all day and all night. And In fact, there's a video on YouTube but with Mudsicle, Pete um, Miller's boyfriend, who's also a very good friend of mine. I went I went to stay to his. Been drinking all day long. We then filmed an interview at about one in the morning. He was hammered and I'd been drinking about eight hours longer. And uh, oh, so that's that's how the, we turned the nation against us. So during that, I obviously tear into Dante, who's the Filipino instructor, and and make a joke about, oh, if I ever see him, I'm going to break his legs. Say some <laughs> other things. Say some other things, and then at the end of it, it finishes with me. We're back at the camp three weeks later for a Spartan race. Same place, just really weird coincidence. So we filmed me in the square as film doing. 100 well, doing the last of 100 press ups, and then me just standing up and going, Fuck you, Dante. And so, below, beneath that, suddenly all these Filipinos have found this video of me um, interviewing about Dante and doing this, Fuck you, Dante. And then National Pride um, have, have taken over. And so, I mean, some of them are, Who's this? This is, um, You are so gay. That kind of attitude is the favorite person who gets bullied in Philippines because you look so gay with that attitude. I don't know what that means. So then, um, is it spot on though? <laughs> it's, it's got a point. It's got a point. Come on, come on, let's see so, some uh, more. So he's like, come on, Hellard, move on. Don't mix bitterness with humour. It's not a very good combination. I know that's a quite a support. Oh, and then that's quite and then he says, um, um, uh, um it's funny that you even fantasize breaking the Filipino soldiers' legs. Are you kidding? I think you too much alcohol, mate. These soldiers were are fighting real battles every day, real danger and hardships. You're not even in the real training grounds of the Philippines where you can really describe hell for a week south wales is a heaven christ sakes don't be a pussy uploading videos swearing and using the web for your frustrations and like oh this is clearly a piss take you can do everything about it uh, your assessment of the show shows the reason why you were sent home asshole <laughs> <What>? <laughs> sorry about wow. that i had to leave it there i wanted you to <laughs> yeah so yeah there's uh we've we've, we've so you've um turned, you've turned the philippines against you yeah, sorry, Filipini, <laughs> Filipinos, Filipinos, Filipinos. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what do you? So how do you? How do you? No, like, let's finish on this. So how do you? Okay. How do you feel about Dante? Um, for ruining your ruining your uh, the impression that the British people have of you on the BBC. Well, I mean, he didn't ruin that. That was the that was the BBC. But um, so what's your impression I, of the BBC then? I guess I'm annoyed with the BBC, but that's TV, isn't it? But still, the people that have edited it, I'm I'm sure they'll tell themselves it's just BBC, it's the it's just you know that's TV for you. But actually, they should think about 
the impact of everything they do and they're they're probably not very nice people for allowing themselves to do that you uh, the thing is you say that and um mm. One of the nicest things I think that's come out of it is the amount of support that people have shown for you. Uh, in terms yeah. of, you know, they really have. Because, you know, no, no, anyone that knows you knows that that's not a, a, an accurate representation of you. Um, yeah. And people that don't know you um, just don't think you can do press ups. <laughs> so that's, to be honest, there are worse things. There are yeah, worse things. Operation true. Utree, that's worse than not being able to do a few press ups, you know. <laughs> But maybe they'll catch up with me as well, and then I'll be. <laughs> I mean, if they'd have thrown I'll be, he'll be double whammy. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I, do you know what? I, what I like about this is that the fact is, I think I might have found something I can beat you at. Just yeah. Press ups. I can do press ups. They're not. They're not a problem. I don't think you can. Oh. I think I would destroy you. Oh no! Yeah. No. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, how many can you do? Like four, five. But wait, we should do it. That's the challenge. We should do it. Yeah, we we'll should have a press do it. Up off. We should have a press up off. That's good. Uh, and we should hire um, a, a Filipino instructors uh, to shout at us and see which one can stand up to it. Like I've been shouted, yeah. I've been shouted at by a Filipino, a female Filipino, um, a lot in a lot worse ways than that. So you paid good money for that. <laughs> I didn't pay good money for that at all. She was my girlfriend. Well, you you paid time. bad money for that. <laughs> I, I paid monopoly money for it. She didn't know the difference. She was going back. To <laughs> So I don't, I don't think that this has been that funny an, an episode, unfortunately. It's just more of me ranting. I don't know how good it's going to be to listen to. So for, sorry, listeners, it's been it's been more therapy, if anything. Oh, it's, it's been hilarious. I'm gonna, <laughs> I've, I've watched I've watched the Special Forces Hell Week, and I've laughed the whole way through it every time you're on. Whether I've filled in the gaps, even when you're not there, I filled in the gaps of what you might be doing while they're filming the other people. That's and, true. And that's true. But we've got. We've, well, we've got the final this Sunday. I mean, what do you what do you expect to happen? If, uh, do you know the winner? Have I told you? I think yeah. I have. Well, no, I? It was, they put it in the, the Daily Mail. Published the the winner on like on the day that it came out. Yeah, they went. I think they they worded it slightly wrongly, but yeah, it's um, it's gonna be a good show, though. I mean, the the, the three people in the final out of the six are all phenomenal, phenomenal people as well. Actually, that's a good thing about it. I definitely would have done it again. It was a brilliant experience. It's nice to have some footage of stuff like that. But actually, the people I met, um, I think I've got some people who are probably friends of life from that coming out of it. Good, good. Yeah. Suck it up, Hellard. Suck it up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Dante. <laughs> Push-ups. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, man. Let's, cool. um, let's end it here and um, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll crack on with normal episodes. Yep. See you later. Send your thoughts in. Letters at Beer Betty Beer Bad Boy Running. Send your thoughts into Letters at Bad Boy Running. Please, yeah, come over to the Facebook group, Bad Boy Running Podcast. Uh, if you're not in it already, um, send us, uh, ask to join, and we'll add you to it. And you can uh, join in the discussion where we're just going to post lots, lots of pictures of um, ballerinas doing press ups and, and other things just to. <laughs> to, to <laughs> it's not that difficult. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Right, bye. bye.